0: Hey everyone, we're interrupting the episode for a few seconds to invite you to a couple offers that we have here at Beyond The Peak.
1: The first one is if you're looking to launch your business as a service entrepreneur, coach or consultant. This is for you if you want the freedom to travel, to live on your own terms and build the life you desire through running your own online business but you don't know where to start or how to grow a full-time income. If this resonates with you and you would like some support, go to beyondthepeak.co slash lifestyleentrepreneuracademy by clicking the link below and apply to get some support.
0: The second option is for you if you have a mid six figure coaching or healing business and are looking to scale to seven figures and beyond, but you feel afraid of being overwhelmed by all the sales calls, launches, and team growth you'll need to do to get there. If this resonates with you at all, and you'd like to learn about how our team can support you, go to beyondthepeak.co slash consulting by clicking the link below and apply there
1: as well. We appreciate your time and attention. Now let's get back to enjoying the episode. Okay, welcome to this episode of... Beyond the Peak Podcast. I'm here with my co-host Oliver Wolf, and today on the show we have Krista Ripma. Welcome, Krista.
2: Hey, how are you?
1: So good. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thanks for having right. me. I, I
1: love I love this 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 contrast of my super excited energy and your soothing voice that you come in with the response with I'm like yelling at our audience here, and you're like, Hey, everyone! <laughs> Fire and water over here.
2: i'm here yeah it's a watery month i'm feeling that
1: okay okay so let me give you guys a little bit of a breakdown of of who krista is and why we're so excited to have her on the show um she she's a marketing coach launch strategist and co-founder of authentic audience which is a full service digital marketing company dedicated to serving brands who foster the best in self-care self-love self-expression Uh, Authentic audience, the natural progression of Chris's previous successes in building million plus Instagram followings, tripling online awareness and engagement for brands and coaching hundreds of seasoned and novice business owners to find and speak their truth. Chris's promise is to cut through the noise and give you a radically honest approach to growing your business lots of awesome things there and personally i've had the blessing to get to work directly with krista and clay and witness their magic witness their um the way that they work with their clients and get to see them absolutely like propel on this journey and uh, i'm so excited to get the opportunity to now dive in after probably like a couple of years since we last talked in this uh in this podcast with you so thanks thanks for coming on Krista. i appreciate you making the time
2: Thanks for having me. Clay was just reminding me that you were actually one of the people that uh, really coached me into sharing about business on social media. And I never really had. Um, And it was very much a private thing that I was doing behind the scenes, building this business out. And you came in just, you know, a year or two in. So we were still so young and you were telling me that I need to start sharing more. And you know, 10,000 followers later and a whole pillar of business, you know, generated just from the Instagram and the sharing and the podcast. So I wanted to just thank you for that because it's really turned out to be something I'm quite good at talking. Who knew?
1: <laughs> thank you so much for saying that. And, and you're welcome for getting the opportunity to be in that journey. What, one of the things that I loved, Krista, is seeing you step into teaching sales online because I know it's such a big conversation of our work together. Um, And then and you absolutely crushed it. You had like a 90% close ratio or some crazy stuff like that. And now here you are teaching it from an embodied and authentic way, which is just so cool to see.
2: Thanks. Yeah. It's really fun. I think the seller's mindset, it's become like a core class that I teach because that's what it is. And if you have the right mindset, then you can really sell anything. And if you believe in it, Um, even better. So it's been really fun working with my clients in that way. A lot of our customers have a strong resistance um, to selling or even like using the word sales. So it's been a fun area to dive into with people. There's, it's all mindset.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I'd actually love to piggyback quickly on that because uh, I used to really um, own the title as a sales coach uh, or master sales coach and so forth and I can really really resonate with what you're saying and I don't want to actually just rush over this real quick because uh, it is important that um, already the word sales has a lot of like you know bad rap and so people are trying to come up with new words right enroll enlist bring on board it's like okay but it's all the same guys like Let's focus on what it really is, which is selling, and let's just rebrand it and, and come at it in a more uh, authentic, you know, transparent, real, confident way. Um, so I love hearing you sort of speak that way because that's been a huge part of, of my journey as a coach is, is helping people not shy away from the word sales, but actually embrace it and, uh, and own it.
2: Yeah, I'm actually so glad you said that. Even having the course called The Seller's Bootcamp, or it was called Authentic Selling Bootcamp, the course, nice. yeah. and the click rate on the page was like so low. Because, ah, of that's amazing. Word, because it had the word selling in it and people kept being like, take out the word selling. I'm like, no, because, and so I became, I said, if the word sales and selling triggers you, join this course. Like I'm not <laughs> yes, going to shy well away from it because if you are a business owner and you are not making sales, you don't have a successful business. And we live in a capitalist society and money is currency and if we don't like really deal with this intimate relationship that we have with money in a healthy authentic way, it's not just going to affect our business, but it's going to affect everything like where we're giving our money, how much we're spending our money, our fear around investing money in coaches and, and programs. And so it's a huge conversation. And I just, I put the word sales and selling as much as I can, because I, I do believe that it's just such an important, it is business. Yeah. Um, so we need to be talking about it.
0: What was that? so good yeah and actually i even what you're saying now too and uh like we have questions we're preparing and such but i just can't help diving into this i'd love to bring this even a higher level here which is it's great what you're saying about the sales and everything but i also love that you're doing is that you're not giving in to sort of the the easy way right like you were told like people aren't clicking through and and honestly a lot of people are like oh god we got to go towards the clicks we got to go towards the this or that you're like no, 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 like this is against the current right now, but I'm gonna make it the current, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna create the wave instead of try to ride one like everybody else. Very interesting.
2: Yeah, I definitely would say we do things a little bit differently here and it's worked. And I think it's because what I'm saying is authentic to me. And if I were to like get rid of the word sales or selling, whenever I tell somebody what I do, I'm in marketing, but like that's sales. I'm helping people increase their reach and make more sales. And that's a really great thing for a business to have more sales and to have more customers and loyal fans. And if we're not talking about this, then we can't create strategies that are actually gonna lean into these things. So I really love it. And I'm glad that this conversation is going in this direction because obviously I'm very passionate around the mindset of business and like being in service to your business and your business needs you to make
1: sales. (laughs) 100%. And Chris, so one of the things that I love about you guys is, is your stand, right? You guys have such a powerful way of making a stand for what is authentic and true for you versus what might appeal to the masses or what might appeal to other people. And I feel like so much more now, the world is, um, the world is going from a place of, uh, Ollie sent me a f- message that like- Apologies. Fully, <laughs> fully flipped what I was saying. Um,
2: well, what did it say? That's,
1: okay. Well, now, we, now we just need to go in the direction.
2: <laughs> uh, now, now Why am it. I not on this group chat?
1: 180 over here. Okay, Krista, we're gonna take a quick 180 and get back to this conversation real quick. We want to move the question from sales to sales with an AI instead and talk about your relationship with sailing, because I know this is huge for you. And I want to hear a little bit more about specifically you and Clay when it comes to sailing,
2: um, like on a boat, a lot of boat. OK, well, that's my business partner, Clay, and he's also my husband. And that's how we met. Um, we met sailing and we are huge sailors and, um, somewhere along the way we started finding, founding businesses, um, and have become more landlocked than ever before. But we still go once a year, um, and take time off because honestly can't remember the last time I took time off. And the only way for me to go offline is to not have service. Um, and so sailing the sea of Cortez or in one of these beautiful places that we like to go, um, brings us offline and brings us back into sailing, which is really, honestly, I was just asked this on a podcast yesterday and she said, when are you most in flow or most in alignment with your authentic self? And my answer was one, when I'm on a strategy session, I just like drop straight into flow. Mm -hmm. I can see their goals. I can see how to get there. I'm speaking to the spirit of their business. Like it's where I'm meant to be and also sailing. (laughs) And those were my two answers and it's when I'm out there on the ocean or when I'm Being a part of, I know you guys are coaches, so you know, like that aha moment and believe it or not, I I witnessed that so much sailing um, in the same way when you take somebody on a boat for the first time and they feel the way that the wind takes the boat and like what that is really doing. And it's like the elements and everything connects. There's this like aha moment that happens for people. And the same thing happens in business and like being witness to those moments where people are like, holy shit. And then their whole like ceiling just just expands and like everything expands and, and it's really beautiful. So I was a little all over the place, but yeah, we're huge sailors and that is what i want to do with my life but i just love business too much so we do both
1: <laughs> No, i love that you said uh we began sailing and somewhere along the journey we founded businesses
2: mm-hmm.
1: where so often it's the other way around it's we started business and somewhere along the way we found it we decided that we loved sailing or mountain mm. climbing or this thing but you came from this flow state and then connected with Clay on that. And it was funny, I remember one of the things you shared with me is, you know, Clay and I have nothing in common except for sailing. The only reason we're getting married is this alignment. Still
2: true, still true to this day. Sailing and our dogs.
1: <laughs> we do dogs, amazing.
2: Our common ground.
1: Love it. I'd, I'd love for you to expand though on something you said around flow state, because I think that's so important in entrepreneurship to find those areas. Of flow that you could tap into. And my personal belief is that those areas of of flow are when nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts are gone, you're fully present, you're fully in the moment. And those are typically signals of what you're here to do, right? Find what you're in, which gets you into that flow state. So you know that you want to spend way more time in those spaces. But I'm curious about how you, one, um, recommend coming to that space, like like creating your life around those spaces of flow? Because I feel like so often we can get caught up in all of the other things that we have to do versus the things that really light us up, like those specific experiences that bring us into flow.
2: I think that's a great question because it's kind of hard if you're an entrepreneur or solopreneur, because we have so many other responsibilities that have to happen. Right. So we can't just like live in flow state all the time and expect our business to run. And that was actually a huge growth edge for me because I'm so good at marketing and so good at strategy, but then came time to hire or like HR or like provide benefits for my team or give bonuses or like pay taxes. And all of a sudden I like have a business and I have all of these other responsibilities. And and so many of us like have relationships and parents. And I mean, things are pulling us out of our zone of genius from every angle all the time. And so time blocking has actually been like my biggest life hack in the last couple of years. And I like time block for flow and I need in order to get into flow. And for me, it's when I'm editing a video, um, for a client, I love video editing. Um, I love making, like, (laughs) I love making proposals and presentations and Canva. I love building landing pages, very visual. Um, so I need to set up a whole day for those tasks. Like I need uninterrupted time with my music blasting in my ears, my iced coffee, like I do not want to move. I do not want to look up. We lose track of time and all else. And we just get into that space and I have to time block for it because I used to have this schedule where today I'm only is podcast day. So I know I'm in the zone. I'm in the right room. I, every room in my house is an office. So like I'm constantly working outside downstairs on it, like everywhere. I have like a little, a situation, but I know today, I'm in this flow of talking, of connecting. And so it's just as important for me to set that time to create, um, and work and flow in that way. So time blocking has been huge. Um, so I know that I'm going to have that uninterrupted time to just go, to just create, I'm working on a book right now. So that's the hardest part is creating time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very cool. That's okay. Now I got to ask about this book. I was going to go in a different direction, but now I'm like, whoa, wait a second. A book? (laughs) And and actually I'll bring that up. I'll I'll add a little bit more to that because um, I think people, there's a weird balance of overestimating and underestimating what it takes to write a book. I think people overestimate um, like that it's just about writing a page and then another and another. And then they, you know, kind of think that that's what's hard about it. But in my experience and, and, you know, following a lot of people and having friends that have written books and all that, I think what people underestimate is the amount of like research and the amount of, of um, uh, what is it like basically bringing your thoughts together in ways that flow on such a long amount of, of, of an arch, if you will. I would love to dive into what your experience has been with um, uh, writing a book. Cause I think, again, it can relate to many other areas of life. Definitely. That journey of writing a book.
2: I think so. Yeah. It's been incredible. I mean, So I worked with, I think the biggest thing I had, and I also find this happens with people wanting to launch online courses or programs is I was trying to fit like five books into one. And I think that Mm. we sort of are wanting to put everything we have, and it comes from this place of needing to prove or wanting to prove instead of just letting it flow. And so one realizing that, and I actually had Gabby Bernstein tell me that in a pretty harsh way. Um, she's not like the most gentle. And she was basically like, this is five books in one. We need to cut this, you know, like very aggressive and actually gave me the title of the book again, which it relates to money and sales. So it's totally stressful. Um, but also feels very authentic and anyway, so cutting it down, um, and keeping it really simple. I think just like an online course, a book should take us on a journey on a transformation and it should be very clear, um, the steps that we're going to get there. And some of the stuff that I was wanting to share was more like memoir or, um, essay, short essay, instead of like keeping it concise. So what this book is really going to be is like the four agreements for a conscious business. And this is 108 pages. It's like the size of the war of art. Um, and that was one of like my favorite books that really transformed my even writing business and, and speaking and all of that. Um, but something somebody somewhere can pick this up, whether they have a business and whether they want to start a business and hopefully shift their whole mindset into just joy and excitement for like the possibility and the potential to create wealth, um, to be in service to people and to like call in. Abundance because it's really honestly easy if you have the tools. And I've made so many mistakes. And the book is there. I'm working with two people on it, the proposals. I mean, it's all there. I just again the time. Um, but that's why Baja is happening. So we're speaking and I'm about to take off um for the rest of the year to go sailing, um, and then to write the book. Um, and I had to officially huh on Saturday.
1: You leave on Saturday. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. yeah are you so to, uh, telling us a little bit more about those four agreements and what they are, are sure, you kind yeah. of for that you are. Okay, no, cool. no,
2: I can tell you about them. Um, cool. So I don't have like the witty terms yet, but I can just tell you the actual truth of what they are. So um, the first one is abundance mindset and knowing that you're worthy of receiving and your relationship with money because it's so sacred. So I think the first one is around money being sacred and that dance that we have with money. Um, that's really important. Number two is staying in service. So staying in service to one, your business and to your customers because your business is not you, Um, your business chose you. And your business has an energy and a purpose and a mission all of its own. So, if we can just get the fuck out of our own way, let our business come through and serve that energy, um, it's a lot easier to create and build and sell. Um, and of course, staying in service to our customers and clients and the people we're actually here to serve is really important. So, service is two. Three is your authentic gifts, your uniqueness, what makes you you. Um, Naval is one of my favorites. And he always says that um, you can escape competition through authenticity. And so we need to know who we are in order to get really good at who we are. And so mm, part three is all about leaning into our unique gifts and what make us authentic so that we can bring more of that to our work. and all that we do. And then four is people. It's who we surround ourselves with. So who our vision holders are, the mentors that we invest in, and the people that get our time, because that's ultimately, you know, the five people we surround ourselves with are pretty important. And making sure we are aligning with vision holders and mentors and people that are going to take us to the next level. So those are the four steps. Um, you know, it's about money, it's about service, it's about authenticity and people. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be great.
0: I'm loving it. I, I there's, there's great, like, it's cool. Cause a lot of these things, you know, David and I, we kind of bounce around with these ideas and all that kind of stuff. And as I was mentioning to the intro of this whole book question, it's like, I'm super excited to see the research you've done to really like present this sort of thing. So I'm very excited to see that. Uh, yeah, the other it's thing... taken a
2: long oh, time to get to the point just to be able to sit down and write it. Like you said, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So to the research, the coaches, the input, the mm-hmm. talking to publishers, um, that's the
0: underestimating I think of. People. Yeah.
2: And then, yeah. And I'm doing it the other way. So I don't need an advance, um so they'll be getting the book whole so i have wanted to talk to a bunch of publishers about different processes and stuff like that so i'm not going to be redoing it Mm. on the other end so and that's just a whole nother track of entrepreneurship and (laughs) and and right now you know it's been really great speaking and having a lot of these opportunities to speak on stage and connect but the thought of somebody being able to pick up a book somewhere, um, and connect with people energetically in that way through words without seeing my face, without knowing what I look like or who I am. And just, you know, I'm definitely not putting my face on the cover and just to experience it for themselves. Um, that feels really exciting. It feels like a really great way to serve people. Uh, I want to read it
0: already. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Um, This is very interesting. There's something that you alluded to towards the beginning of the podcast, and it came up again a little bit just in you speaking about the four steps and all that, which is uh, you said the word speaking to the spirit of their business when you were talking about having your strategy calls and all that. And then again, recently you sort of mentioned again, like the business is its own spirit and you got to get out of its way sort of thing. Um, I would love to dive into that a little bit more because what I'm also hearing a lot in your lingo and such is you're clearly um, spiritually attuned yourself right? Uh, and and it's clear that you um, tap into guidance. Wish. I am a witch. I am a witch. Okay, there we go. Here we yeah. go. There we go. Our, our, our yes, wives yes, I'm a witch. Then. That's, that's for sure. Our wives are the same or fiancés, whatever. Um, so then, uh, yeah, so I'd love to dive into this a little bit more about, and it's kind of going to be a very open canvas type question, but how does spirituality relate to business? Very broad question here.
2: <laughs> totally. Well, for me, it is business. Um everything is a prayer. And so I see work as worship for me. And Mm, so with that energy, it really changes the purpose and in the intention of really doing something that's bigger than me. Um, So that's where the whole idea of service comes in. But I realized recently, it, it was actually a pretty recent realization in the last year that when I am speaking to you, um, I'm actually serving the spirit of your business. So that's who I'm working for. Um, and you have been sort of chosen as the person you look and sound and act the way you do so that you resonate and, you know, are, are, listening to this energy coming through and that's no small thing, but oftentimes our ego is getting in the way of what actually needs to be done. For the business. And so, if we can separate ourselves from the business, the way I do this is I have morning coffee with my business, and she takes different forms all the time. So, sometimes she looks like Susie Batiste. Yeah. Um, other times, she, you know, Susie Batiste is the founder of Poopery and is like this badass spiritual business owner, multi, you know, success cover of Forbes, and is just a vibe if you've ever seen her. Um, And then other times she comes in other forms and it's really about being in partnership with our business. And so when I do strategy calls and teach, um, I teach a lot of programs, that's who I'm serving. Like I'm talking to the spirit of your business and I'm helping you as sort of the messenger or the CEO or the admin or whichever hat you're wearing in that moment. Yeah. Do whatever it takes to really make sure that that authentic energy and mission is going to come through. And of course, this is through like modern day marketing strategies, right? Um, I'm not reinventing the wheel. We're creating sales funnels. We're creating, you know, really epic campaigns on paid media and we're we're not, you know, we're a we're a digital marketing company. So that's you're what not we're doing.
0: changing what's being done, you're changing how you're doing yeah, it.
2: Yeah, and how we're talking about it. And that really makes a difference. It's this energy that we bring to it that really matters. Even what we're saying right now, like how David said at the beginning, he was fire and I was watery, like mm-hmm. that was an energy and it matters. And so more so than what he was saying, right? He was excited, I was, but there it was the energy that was felt. And so we can create that in a digital space. And so that's what our campaigns are really focused on in the same way, pretend you have a store and that store is selling whatever it is you, you have, and people get to walk in and they get to experience it and it smells a certain way and it feels a certain way and the lighting, and maybe you have candles and whatever that is, you get to curate this really beautiful experience for your customers. And I really deeply believe we can do this online. Um, and so I bring my spirituality to answer your question into this container. So I reiki my clients before every call. This I awesome. <laughs> I reiki um, my whole group program. Like I call in the energy of their business, ask any entities that are not serving this time for the highest and greatest good to step away so that we can actually do something and create some magic. And so I set containers, I cut cords every day. Um, you know, I end the container. I have a cord cutting meditation because we take everything on all the time. We're being hijacked by social media. Um, but at the same time, it's like a crucial part of our businesses. So we have to have that balance and my spiritual practice is what has really helped me stay sane as an entrepreneur. And I feel that entrepreneurship is like the most deeply spiritual experience that everything comes up. All of our shit is coming up. Our worthiness, our comparison, our imposter. It's all coming up and it's just such a cool opportunity. Um, And I think as entrepreneurs, we really get to experience like spirituality and living in a, in a very unique way. And it can be very lonely, but it's great. I pull angel cards before every before every class. I'm like, welcome to marketing, let's pull a card. Yes. <laughs> um, I do journal prompts for people at the end and, and things like that. So we're very much marketing, we're very much strategy and data driven, but it can be holistic and, and that's what I'm trying to make it. Witchy business.
0: Hey everyone, we're interrupting the episode for a few seconds to invite you to a couple offers that we have here at Beyond The Peak.
1: The first one is if you're looking to launch your business as a service entrepreneur, coach, or consultant. This is for you if you want the freedom to travel, to live on your own terms, and build the life you desire through running your own online business, but you don't know where to start or how to grow a full-time income. If this resonates with you and you would like some support, go to beyondthepeak.co slash lifestyleentrepreneuracademy by clicking the link below and apply to get some support.
0: The second option is for you if you have a mid six-figure coaching or healing business and are looking to scale to seven figures and beyond, but you feel afraid of being overwhelmed by all the sales calls, launches, and team growth you'll need to do to get there. If this resonates with you at all, and you'd like to learn about how our team can support you, go to beyondthepeak.co slash consulting by clicking the link below and apply there as well.
1: We appreciate your time and attention. Now let's get back to enjoying the episode. Witchy business. I, I love. I love this conversation so much. Because I feel like there's not enough people that are doing this and bringing this much intention and prayer and worship into business in the way that you're speaking of. And I'm even hearing you speak and I'm like, wow, where can I bring more ceremony into my business? Where can I bring more prayer into my business? How can I look at our company as a separate spirit and ask that spirit what it wants from us? How can we be the vessel for what the business wants to come through? You're, you're reminding me, Chris, of a, uh, of a experience I had three years ago on a mushroom, uh, in a mushroom ceremony. And in that mushroom ceremony, I got this love little- mushrooms. I love it. It's totally, I'm going to do a, uh, <laughs> really deep ceremony this Sunday. Five- like,
2: how do you get more of this? Mushrooms.
1: mushrooms. <laughs> 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 Want to see the spirit of your business? Mushrooms.
2: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Not the only path to God though. Many right.
1: paths. Totally. Yeah. So, so in that moment, I, I saw this It really just like these brand colors came up in this mushroom experience. And I saw this landing page and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm on mushrooms. Why am I seeing a landing page of anything? But it, it opened up this door and through this door, I saw these people and I saw these people that I was serving and I didn't know what that was. I kind of let that sit for a while. Just recently, we're in the process of launching this program, the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Academy. It's for new entrepreneurs who want to build a lifestyle around their business and, and live their dreams. And the branding colors are the exact colors that I saw in that ceremony. And I'm feeling like the spirit of this business came to me in that ceremony and said, hey, you're going to create this. You're going to be a vessel for this. And I may not have been ready then, which I find is so much with mushrooms. It ends up coming like a year, two years later, but now it's coming through and it's so in alignment to everything you're sharing about the spirit of the business that it literally has an energy of its own and it wants to come through. It's chosen you. You didn't choose it. It chose you.
2: A hundred percent. And I think that switch into I'm serving my business versus this is all about me It really helped me not take it like instead of, oh, I have 50 emails to get through. It's like, that's how I get to support my business today. I have 50 people wanting to connect. Like that's pretty epic, right? So, so much of it is mindset um, when it comes to all of this. And for me, it was when I got certified in yoga, I remember on one of the nights she was talking about how to actually become a yoga teacher now, how to like go back home from the jungle and start having yoga business. And she said, it's pretty amazing that when you decide to be in service, the doors will continuously open. Mm. And I, that really stuck with me. And I did teach yoga for a while after that. And the doors really opened. Like when you have that mindset of I'm here to be in service and yes, abundance is a part of that and prosperity and a balanced lifestyle. We're not here to, you know, completely give up all other the aspects of our lives. But when my main intention is, well, how can I serve this? How can I serve my people? What will inspire them today? I've been working on an email all morning about the iOS 15 update because that's how I can serve my people right now. It's complicated. It's very, it's very much going to affect us as small businesses and advertisers, and I think it's important people know about it. So I'm writing a whole email today. No call to action, no sale, no sell. Just how can I support them today? I'm getting ready to go okay. offline and I want to like, you know, make sure people are in the right hands and, and do I want to write that? No, I woke up with a terrible headache today. I have so much to do before I go offline, but then it's like, no, this is what my business needs for me. This is what my people need for me. And every time I send an email like that, I get like 10, 12 emails written back. Thank you so much for this. I love the way you keep us informed. Thanks for making it easy to understand because it's not. And um, I'm really like providing for people in that way. And that's how we earn the trust as well. So if we're selling all the time, then there's no opportunity to build relationships and earn trust. So since I'm not selling anything right now, it's a really great opportunity for me to just provide value and earn more trust and build relationship that way. So again, that energy of okay well i'm in service to this and this is what needs to happen and this is the info they need to get and they need it from me because no one can explain it how we can um, because no one's us and then that goes into the uniqueness and really leaning into that so Yeah, it's made a huge difference. And just like anything has an energy, like you don't have to be woo woo or spiritual to like feel the energy of somebody like you can tell when somebody's off, you can feel when somebody's off, you can feel, you know, even the energy, um, I recently saw something on TV and I could feel that the energy, even before this thing happened was so off and wily, and we can feel that. And we're all very sensitive and we actually are all psychic. One of my favorite teachers always says we're all psychic, get over it. And so when we can learn how to tap into that in our business, why wouldn't we like, we can be outside and like looking at flowers and animals and see God, but then we like turn it off and go into business mode. And so I'm working on that, like, you know, flow of like it all being part of it, you know?
0: Yeah, I just love. Uh, there's there's so much about what Beyond the Peak is about and what you're saying, and you know finding because again, so many people it's this or that,
1: this mm-hmm. or that,
0: or that or that. It's just or 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 right. Whereas what you're talking about and what Beyond the Peak is trying to create is an end, right? This and that. How can it be this and that? How can it all synchronize, flow, like just work together in this beautiful canvas that we call life? And so I love that you shared that. I'm gonna mute out because there's way too much banging. <laughs> Let David take the
1: mic. <laughs> So good. Um, Krista, I'd love to, uh, you know, one of the things you mentioned in that is just because you're tuned into the energy of business doesn't mean you're not, you don't get to be abundant, doesn't mean you don't get to make money. And, And I would even argue and go as far as to say, because you're focusing on the energy of your business, it will lead to more money, because naturally that energy will flow back to you. And so Um, we started touching on this on the beginning of our conversation. I know it's a part of your book. I'm reading this book right now called The Soul of Money Mm -hmm. and understanding just the spirit and the energy of money because there's so much taboo around it. Um, There's so much fear around it and money has become this such a big part. I mean, it's human created, but it's such a big part of our entire society right now. It's almost become its own entity. And through that, we all have different relationships of it. But I'd love to, hear from you how this whole conversation of energy and spirituality comes into the conversation of making more money and gaining more abundance in that world of things. What what would you say to that?
2: Yeah, well, I love money. Um, And I really believe that creating wealth is one of the coolest things we can do as business people. Um, Naval talks a lot about creating wealth. So when we launch something new or create a new technology or are a part of building something, we actually get to bring new money into the world for people, which I think is very cool. And unlike sports where there's like a winner and a loser, and in order to win, somebody has to lose in business, everyone can win from somebody creating new wealth for people. And it provides more jobs and you know, the stock market and Bitcoin. I mean, it just it and then more money is going around and it's it's really cool. And so I've decided recently in the last couple of years. Well, I live in a capitalist society, and what would it look like if I were to lean in um, from a spiritual authentic state, but just lean in. And that was a choice that I made, and it's really fun, especially because I believe money is sacred. And that was the biggest mindset shift of all. We as human beings in the society are constantly swiping our credit cards, paying or getting paid. If you have a small business, I have money coming in and out, in and out of my business all day, every single day. And so if I have like a tension or a stickiness around the relationship I have with money, that's going to affect like everything I do because the money is a part of what we're doing here. And so I mean, the first thing that honestly really shifted this for me is I have some friends that have a lot of money and in the last few years with COVID and stuff have, have had the opportunity to spend time with them and just seeing what's possible has expanded so much for me in terms of like the infinite availability that we have to money. If we like look outside of our house, I'm like looking at my street, I can see like eight houses right here, you know, that's like millions of dollars just right here. And when you're like passing cars on the street, um, on the freeway, it's like 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand. Like, it's just, it's, it's everywhere. And we just need a small piece of that pie, that infinite pie and are more than deserving of it. And so without having to sacrifice, because that's the other thing that comes into play. The other thing is i think the need or desire or want for money uh people call that selfish and i don't think that desiring things is selfish i think what makes something selfish is desiring something at the expense of someone else or you know wanting something that's going to have a yeah, the, negative the zero
0: zero sum game right?
2: exactly but i think that the relationship that we have to money and this sacred uh For me, what what is sacred about it is I'm giving it's an exchange of energy. So you pay me for a service, I give you that service, here's this energy, whether it's a strategy call or a campaign, it's my time, my energy, my my exchange and then in exchange you're going to give me money and that's a very sacred exchange and it goes around and around and around and hopefully if we have loyal customers and returning clients we're going to have that exchange of money with the same person many 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 times Um, I mean, I've had people come into my world for a dollar that I paid via Facebook campaign to get their email and they've spent like 10, $20,000 with us over the last five years. Like that is a lifetime value of 500 X return. Right. And so if we can think about every single interaction, whether we have a service or a product or whatever, with that intention of this could be a lifetime, like this could be a big exchange that goes on along and along and along, it just changed for me. And with that, again, mindset shift around money, around abundance, around the intention behind it, it just became a lot easier to make it and invest it. And I think that is the biggest thing around money is I find people are either holding onto it too tight once they make it, um, so they're not willing to invest and like it has to come in and out, right? It's a flow. And so I think that when we can do that in a good way, like anytime I make more money, my team makes more money, and that feels so good. Um, and it feels so good to be able to, you know, pay people what they're worth and and afford things for my business that I'm in service to. So it it feels good to make money now, and that was a huge mindset shift for me, was like feeling guilty about being successful. Um, the other thing that I teach my, my clients around money mindset, and we can do this right now and I can share with your audience, Jeez. is around our relationship to money. So one of my journal prompts is a 12-minute journal prompt. You put on a playlist, right, for 12 minutes, and it's my beliefs about money are dot, dot, dot and i have them submit it to us and one woman wrote um you know i see money as a tool it's not very important to me and da, 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 da. and i'm like that's how you're talking to the energy of money pretend that was a dating ad i'm going to see you as a tool you're not going to be very important to me like that's how you're speaking to this energy of course that's what you're going to project and that's what you're going to get so I think really understanding our beliefs around it is the first step into rewriting our relationship with it. And it's an intimate relationship. It's one we need to lean into um, or lean out, right? But but at least consciously choose it. And I think that's my biggest takeaway is you get to consciously choose. Do I want to lean into the capitalism? Do I want to lean into the technology, the future, humanity, creating wealth, all of this? If yes, then let's lean in and let's play and let's dance and let's heal some of this shit. And if not, that's so fine, but don't mess with, like, stay over there. Um, yes, love that. And I respect ba- like you. So. Sovereign
0: boundaries, right? T-
2: boundaries, amen.
0: Love that. There's so much good stuff there. I, I love talking about money. <laughs> Again, because okay. of what David said, like the taboo of it. And and more importantly, is like how much society has tainted what money means. And like you said, like this whole idea about like selfish and like how wanting money is a bad thing and so on and so forth. Like this all came from society because it just wants us not to chase it to it's, it's interesting, right? There's this like uh, paradox of society is built to tell us, hey, go get the money, go get the job, go do the things, but not too much, not too much right? And they try to just fit you into that box. And so it's so fun to get to have these powerful conversations around money to blow that box the fuck up.
2: (laughs) Like Um, anything is possible. Everything is possible. And whatever it is you desire, whatever it is you want, it's already yours. It's already yours. So you can just exhale knowing that and now start taking action to get there. Because I think the paralysis Um, that money and like success and investment and like, where do I spend it and how do I spend it is like so real for people, especially on coaches or things like that. And it's like this fear-based thing around not wanting to invest in self. And so for me, that's really what it comes down to is like, say some program costs X amount of money. And we think of it as, okay, well, I'm going to pay that person X amount of money, but it's like, I'm investing 10 K into myself. And if I think of it that way, hell yeah, I could bet on myself, you know? And so again, it, but so much of that, which is why it's part one of the book, because you literally can't go on until Mm, you have this new dance, this new intimacy, and it's exciting. And, you kind of see the world differently in the same way you you might feel when you do mushrooms for the first time i feel that when you recognize the the infinite and the 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 just love energy that money can have and and surrendering that and trusting that i think then the whole world can look different and we can move into service and we can like lean into our gifts and and do all of that other stuff that really is important in business. But if you have somebody that's fear based and has a scarcity mindset um, leading your business, I mean, it's always going to be a problem.
0: I love this. This is I'm so grateful for this conversation. How much it resonates with me, and then there's all these little golden nuggets that are inspiring me as well. So thank all you right. so much.
1: Um, I, I do see, have a why you're writing a book about it, Krista. This is for fun. sure. You can see how passionate. So fun. <laughs>
2: I'm like everybody needs to know. (laughs) It's like when you meditate for the first time, or like when you, you know, have your first sort of mini awakening. You're like, and it's the people that like meditate one time and then go write like a book about it. (laughs) Because I, but it's that energy of like, no, I know something you don't, and it feels a little bit manipulative, even in some way. Like I have to share the good word because Mm. if you find. this, I mean, I still have really hard days. I cry on probably every other finance call. So I'm still (laughs) like, finding a nice relationship there and like any relationship money and i have our highs and lows but it's a relationship and i love it Mm -hmm. and i think that's the change that i've made is like my commitment to heal it and not lean away and you know not put the finances on somebody else in my business and actually lean into the budget and lean into our minimum spend and not be afraid by it but be excited by it um and as entrepreneurs I mean, we better be excited by it because otherwise we're, you know, we should go get a job.
0: 100%. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so now here's something is we've talked about a lot of gold here. Like there's, we, there's probably 50 takeaways people could have. I would love to try to ground this a little bit and say, Hey, what are like, sorry for the banging. What, what are like the three, <sighs> I guess, I don't know if I want to go as far as saying most important, but just the three tips that that really for someone who's somewhat starting out or maybe they're new to this whole world of, of like spiritual entrepreneurship, what would you say are like the three most important things they should focus and, on in the beginning? And
1: yeah. specifically practical ones too, like things course, that people can like walk away do with. do actionably. Yeah.
2: So if you're brand new and like have no clients yet,
0: um, I wouldn't say brand new, new clients. I'd say you're definitely like, you've got a business and maybe they are wanting to, to get to the this. next growth. Yeah. Get... I'd say that's really what it is. Yeah.
2: Um, Okay. well, one, I would tell you to exhaust your organic reach and nurture the people on your plate. That is the easiest thing you can do right now. So think about the amount of people you have within your reach, um, hot leads, people on your plate that have already bought from you, that already know who you are. As business owners, I think we're constantly focused on getting new clients and new followers and new leads. When in reality, it's so much easier and cheaper to sell to people that are already on your plate. And so creating offerings, and I think that's one reason for our success is... I find that the most iconic brands are just a few steps ahead of their dream clients. So it's not like unattainable. It's like, I'm just lighting the way come with me. And so when I do courses and offerings like that, I'm constantly trying to like grow with my people. And so it started with marketing fundamentals. Then we did authentic selling bootcamp. Then we did list build Academy. Now we're teaching them how to do paid media. So it's like, we're helping them evolve as they grow. And so we can create offerings for our customers that are next step and constantly taking care of the people that already know and love us and pay us so that's the first thing and even if it's not with an offering how can you drop into your community that already knows and loves you and just love them up right now and give them some incredible value remind them you're here remind them of your offerings because one staying top of mind for them is huge they could be out to lunch with your next client right and so just staying top of mind and nurturing your current audience and providing them value first, it's really important. I talk about nurturing your plate or exhausting your organic reach. Um, Reaching out to our cheerleaders, our low hanging fruit, people that we know value us already, it's a much easier place to start offering them the next steps. So that's the first thing I would say is nurture the people in front of you and love them up. That is the best way we can create sustainable business because then when new people come in, We're loving them up. Like we're already having the strategy to take care of them here. So it's, now we can just turn on the faucet and we can always do that. I mean, we can always drive new leads but it's how we take care of them and take them through a journey that I think is really important. So that's my first piece of advice. The second piece of advice is to think about your digital space. Let's for the sake of this conversation, um, say it's an online business because that's what most of our businesses are and you don't have like a brick and mortar shop, but pretend your online space is. So what is the digital space you want to create for people? Why do you want people to come into this space? What value do you want to provide these people and really start to set an intention and a niche? and get more and more specific we're not here to serve the masses when we talk to everyone we talk to no one so really start to think about the person that you want to walk into your store that you want to come into your digital space clear the noise and talk to that person because 90 percent of people who are on our email list and follow us on ig will never buy from us period they're never going to buy from you ever it's the 10 percent that will, and they'll convert and they'll join our classes and they'll pay us and they become our loyal raving fans. So again, really focusing on that 10% of people and how you can serve them, I think is really important. And what would my third tip be? My third tip. I mean, talk to your business. I think we, we rely so much on external validation or like external advice, mentors, articles, blogs, podcasts, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It's so loud. And it's so great that we have access to so much information at our fingertips. Like for me, it's the future technology and humanity. Like, hi, here we are. Um, and also inward, um, I find to be the safest place, diving into our intuition, especially like you said, if you're new and into spiritual practice and wanting to lean more into that, really go in, sit quiet with your business. Like it sounds very cliche, but like quiet time meditation, like not guided meditations, again, not listening to something outside that's still outside. So I think the solitude and the quiet and the peace is like the most sacred thing we can do. Um, and my fourth bonus would be to rest, <laughs> would be to rest. Um, we need to rest. We Ooh, need to so just cool. love that. like chill the f out and and rest. Yeah.
1: Woo. mic drop. I can't drop because <laughs> it's connected to here.
2: Mic, mic, mic Move.
1: Mike. <laughs> Mike sway. Yeah. Mike sway. Uh, Krista, thank you so much for sharing all that. That was so valuable. And, uh, yeah, just the magic and all of that from, from not focusing on the external and coming back to what's here to focusing on the people that are directly in front of you. Like that, I felt like the theme and everything you just shared right there is like, stop overcomplicating things, like stop looking outside of yourself, stop looking at all these things, recognize that so much of what you need is in front of you or inside of you.
2: We make everything so heavy. And one of my favorite mentors who's the, and the reason why he's my vision holder and mentor is because he's so successful in business and one of the most spiritual people I've ever met. So he's the most successful and most spiritual. And that's where I want to play, right? I want to meet people in that space. And he says to me all the time, he goes, KJ don't make it heavy. Don't make it heavy. Take out the Prana. Mm -hmm stop making it so heavy. And we do this constantly. And so that, yeah, I love that you got that from those four things because really it's like clearing the noise, cutting through the shit. What do we have to do today to serve our business? How do we need to get this done? How can we step more into alignment and how can we make some time to just think and process and go in and be quiet? Because all of these things teach us, all of these external things teach us to go in. Um, And it's, it's beautiful, it's beautiful reminders, but the most successful people to me are the most authentic, the most in alignment. And the only way we can find what's in alignment is to go in, and our business is no, and our business has chosen us. So just sit down and ask, sit down and get quiet. Um, I always ask. I just ask, and 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 you know, it doesn't always come in like a booming voice of God, but the answers always come.
0: So fun! I'm loving this. Unfortunately, we are at the end of our time. Yeah. I'm sure we could go on for a very long time uh but this has been so much so interesting
1: there's a life and death to everything
0: yeah it is true (laughs) if we kept going it would just become complete overwhelmed so let's say it is it is We always want
2: to leave them wanting more you know
0: wow you sound like a marketer or something Um,
2: (laughs) can't give it all away in the first book
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at this point, right, What? Uh, where can people find you? Uh, I know you said you're not really selling anything, but hey, you know, people might just wanna hear more of your voice and more of your channeling. Uh, what would be the best way for them to find
1: you? And then find your book
2: yeah well we actually do have a digital shop and so i just opened a shop last month with all of our courses uh online so you can actually take every course i've ever taught um in the shop and we also have tons of free resources there so there's classes there's like full programs and there's free guides and resources so you can find everything either on kristaritma.com which is my personal site with all of my links or authenticaudience.co.co and everything is linked there. And the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. That's the platform I use the most. I love chatting in the DMs and connecting and all of our courses again are in the shop. And I also have a podcast um, where I interview business owners who inspire me um, that I feel lead with authenticity. And we talk about the hard parts of business and life. It's not all roses and rainbows. And that's just called the authentic audience podcast. And you can listen to that anywhere you get your podcasts.
0: Awesome. So, uh, yeah, the final thing is just, if you do have any final words, you know, open mic, no question. Just if you have anything you'd like to leave the audience off with.
1: No pressure.
2: No pressure. Well, it's coming through right now. Um, you know, I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to create, um, and to be creative and to be unique. And we are that already. And so I think for me, something huge that has come through in the book writing and just, I'm designing a new site and doing a lot of more artistic feeling things and the creative confidence, um, to do the thing is, way more important than, than what comes out because just the creative confidence to sit down and start writing or sit down and start creating or building or designing a landing page or whatever it is, um, it's all there. And comparison is going to dilute our focus, um, in the spiritual game, the business game, the relationship game. So stay within yourself, stay within your gifts and like try and cut the cord, from those energies as much as you can. So you can like drop back into your creative place where you can confidently sit down and just flow because the world needs what you have and it's up to you to do it, you know? So you're going to have people and opportunities along your path, but it's really up to you to just sit down and do the damn thing. So the world needs what you got and it's go time.
1: Let's go. Krista, thank you so much for coming on, tuning in, sharing wisdom, sharing your heart, your soul, and all of this magic. It was such an honor to have you here. Thanks, guys. Celebrating you on this trip to Baja that you're going on. It's exciting. Thanks.
2: Thanks so much. Yeah. See you on the other side.
1: (laughs) Awesome. That's it for today's show. We love to hear from you. So leave a comment with what your golden nugget from the episode was. And remember to tag us using the hashtag #SeekBeyondThePeak.
0: And of course, if you got value from this episode, consider sharing it with a friend. Who knows? Maybe there's wisdom in here that could change their lives forever.